Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, where each week, Dr. Frank Domino, along with his guests, translates today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. Now, broadcasting from the University of Massachusetts Medical School in Worcester, Mass., your host, Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health, and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. Jack is a 17-year-old in your practice who comes in for his college entry physical and immunization update. He and his family have been in your practice since he's been very young. He's the oldest child and first to go to college. During your visit, he answers yes to both alcohol and tobacco use. When you inquire about amounts, he admits to drinking five or more alcoholic beverages a few times a week. How can you assist in decreasing or stopping his alcohol and substance use during today's visit. Hi, this is Dr. Frank J. Domino, professor and family physician at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Joining me today is Dr. Jill Terrian, associate professor and director of the Nurse Practitioner Specialties Program at the University of Massachusetts Medical School Graduate School of Nursing. Thanks for coming today, Jill. Thanks for having me, Frank. So I think we can all identify with with our patient, Jack, here, not just personally, but professionally. Adolescents are both seems to be using more substances of late and are pretty okay with talking to us about it. Um, How common is alcohol use in this age group and and what is binge drinking? So yes, Frank, it is. I think we can all identify with this and you wonder every time I turn around it seems as like a substance I haven't heard about. So but you know alcohol use and abuse is a really big problem in this country. It's actually the number one um, substance use issue Um, Even though opioids seem to be talked about most, they are very fatal. Um, Alcohol can go on for many years with people and in families. So it is a problem and it's um, pretty common in this age group. And I just wanted, like you asked me, define binge drinking. It is five or more of a standard drink in one uh, basically sitting or one evening, one afternoon, right? So but what is a standard drink? And this is where it can get a little fuzzy with a lot of the alcoholic beverages we have these days. The regular beer, uh, 12 ounce beer, is about 5% alcohol. And so you have to look at some of these new beers that might be seven or 9% alcohol, Mm -hmm. be a little bit different. Malt liquor, which is about eight to nine ounces, is about 7% alcohol. And it's a, a five ounce glass of wine, or it is one and a half ounces of a spirit. So that's, you know, a standard drink. So five or more of those in one occasion would equal binge drinking. Wow. And um, how common does this start? Or about what age and and when should we start thinking about this? So um, I'm going to talk about, you know, the COMPASS study. And this was a Canadian study done in secondary schools. And they basically looked at uh, a cohort of students um, in the 10th grade, 11th grade, and then the 12th grade. And what they did is they surveyed them every year to, t- to ask about a lot of things, but the outcome of this one was binge drinking. And they found that quite a few of them um, do it. And it is very concerning. It starts initiation, age 13 to 15. It peaks in the late teens and early 20s. And then what seems to happen is that it tapers off. So for this study, what they were looking at is how did it affect their school performance? They had seven different outcomes they were looking at, but it was like tardiness to school, missing school, 
uh, grades in math, particularly, and then was it going to interfere with their education post-secondary school? Um, and what they found is, yes, all of those indicators showed that they had dips in their grades, the ones that did admit to the binge drinking, even if they had done it once a month or once to twice in the past year. Wow. Yeah. So. so it certainly looks like binge drinking is possibly a risk factor for a variety of long-term life challenges um, and something even as rare as once or twice uh, over, over a long period of time can place them at risk. What do, how do we uh, screen teens for binge drinking and then once we identify it, what do we do about it? So you think about this study. They screened in the schools, right? They asked on this you know, and not that they could identify the cohort or basically say, okay, this student is a problem, I want to help them. But what they can do, you think about, it has to come from many angles. And I think being a primary care provider, you have to ask and try and prevent at every visit, every contact with that, with that patient. Um, so you're asking them when they're there for their well visit. You're asking them when they're there for their sick visit. And it's not like you're going down this long checklist because you feel like you have to, but because you know that they are at a vulnerable age and of risk-taking and that anything they do with substance use, particularly binge drinking, increases that risk. They're very vulnerable. So it's worth maybe the extra one to two minutes to say, you know, Jack, you know, how are you, you know, how are you doing? You know, tell me about, you know, when you started. This is new information to me, and I want to educate you a little about it. That's my job, and I have a deep interest in making sure that your future is secured and how I can help get you there. Would you ask them about how many drinks per week they have or how often they drink five in the course of 24 hours, or that is that too specific? No, I think you have to tease out what exactly it is they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. um, what is five? I want to know what the five are. Is it more than five? Is it eight? Have they blacked out? I mean, you know, a lot of the, um, you know, the things you would want to know that you'd say, do you remember doing that? Do you ever wake up and not know? It? Do you drive a car when, you, when you've been drinking? And, you know, it's not about, you know, so Jack is 17, so then you're wondering, where is he getting this amount of alcohol? And, you know, but again, it's not, you're not there to be punitive and, and you know, rat him out but to try and make him understand that this is going to affect his future and it could be for a very long time. You might ask questions about parents and more of the family history about the next generation because we do know that there can be a genetic link. I think that's a really important question is to ask if there's other members of the family that might drink a great deal. And I think your thoughts are perfect. We, we probably shouldn't be punitive but we should offer him information that says, gee, we know that doing this even once or twice a year can hurt your potential in, in postgraduate school and, and your career options and, of course, your health safety risks with driving or whatever. Um, any thoughts about um, other interventions or other things? Are there resources we can offer him that, that might uh, help him in a non-judgmental way move forward from this? Uh, Absolutely. So, you know, you have to kind of know what your local resources are, but I mean, globally in the U.S., we know that Alcoholics Anonymous is a very supportive group for some people. Um, they do have a teen, uh, a teen Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, there's Nar Narcotics Anonymous. Uh, there's counseling. Maybe you're going to be referring him to counseling. And, you know, basically offering him a menu of options that, and see what appeals to him. And if you have caught his attention, 
um, and he is listening to you, maybe you can, you know, stop this habit, hopefully stop it, at least decrease it and make him aware. And he also is smoking. Um, well, he's using chew, so he's got tobacco. So you want to kind of couple that with it. You know, again, the education and, you know, the oral health and, you know, what that can lead to, because that is a substance as well. I think, I think it's important to, to tell them that, that this is a problem and offer them resources. Mm-hmm. And we'll have available on the landing page um, a 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week national helpline that you can offer to your patients uh, so that they can initiate uh, asking for help, maybe not at today's visit, but on their own terms, especially if something's just happened that, that scared them. Well, Jill, thank you for, for reminding us about binge drinking in adolescence, and I really appreciate this study's uh, information about how we can apply it clinically. Thank you, Frank. Practice pointer. Screen early and often for substance use in your teenage population, remembering that binge drinking is often initiated by age 13. Join us next time when we discuss the Mediterranean Diet Study and how it's recently been updated. And for more timely, relevant, and practical medical education, check out primed.com. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by Primed. For more information about the article referenced in today's episode, look under the resources section of the episode landing page. Need help reaching your CME credit goal this year? If so, please browse the more than 300 free CME accredited activities now available on primed.com. Thank you again for listening.